Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Mitchell. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. Got David Finch. David Finch here with us. Uh, glad to have everyone back. Looking forward to another study with you this evening. We've got, um, we're going to be talking about Nehushtan. Looks like our text is Numbers 21. So we're probably going to read from that soon. I yep. I missed this lesson, so I'm, I'm kind of going in cold. <laughs> so David's going to take the lead on here, but I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. And, uh, and plenty to study as we study tonight. If you have any questions or comments, of of course, send us an email at um, truthinagapelove at gmail.com. Uh, and that email is in the description of the podcast, so you can do that. Um, and if you like what you hear, uh, like our podcast, share it um, with your friends. Tell people about it. Uh, we'd appreciate that. You can find us on Facebook as well. And send us a message on there if you want. Um, so with that, uh, I think we could go ahead and get into our study. All righty. So it begins by looking at Numbers 21, 4 through 9. And so in this text, in Numbers 21, 4 through 9, this is where they were, the Israelites were being um, attacked by vipers, right? Where they were disobedient, so God sent vipers among them, and they turned back to Moses asking for relief, and they raised up this bronze serpent, and anyone who looked upon it was healed. Okay. And so this is the text that we're going to be looking at right now. I know now. this story. Yeah. So Numbers 21, 4 through 9. Chad, did you want to read that? Sure. <clears throat> it says, Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by, by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and our soul loathes this worthless bread. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and many of the people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned. For we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpent from us, the uh, serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole, and so it was, if a serpent had bitten anyone when he looked at the bronze serpent he lived all righty so this is the this was the solution and this so this bronze serpent that was up on a pole sir had a purpose yeah. right and it the purpose was to save the israelites when they were bitten by vipers and so that's the the text now understand that numbers was written um or in between 1444 and 1405 B.C. Okay. Okay. Now, this is going to come into play a little bit here in a little bit. Now, so understand that this fiery serpent on a pole had a purpose. It mm -hmm. was to save Israel, right? Yeah. Then turn over to 2 Kings 8. And 2 Kings 8, or sorry, not 8, 2 Kings 18. We're going to read 1 through 4. 
in 2 Kings 18. And so I also want to point out. I got a couple things. Yes. Just I think it's really interesting because um, this is a symbol that's still used today. You know, it's and it's probably yeah. not the exact picture of what he carved out of bronze or, or sculpted out of bronze. Right. But if anyone's ever seen an ambulance, okay, the symbol on an ambulance and the symbol for medical is a serpent wrapped around a pole. Yeah. And it's a symbol of hope. It's a symbol of hope. And an ambulance, um, they use it in the medical. Any doctor's office is probably going to have a picture of it. That's it's right. It's the symbol of help and healing. Yeah, and healing. And yeah. healing. And, and it comes, I think it's so interesting that it comes right here from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Because when they looked up at it, they were healed. Yeah. And what's funny is, like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, it doesn't. How, how could looking at it heal me from this poisonous... Well, and another my... thing that's crazy is, like, uh, they were, you know, we are always told that the idols were bad and that, but and yet God creates this idol for him to look at yeah. to be healed. It seems, seems kind of weird, but that's what he told him to do. That's right. And that was, it came right from God after yep. Moses prayed to God. That was the solution. That's right. And, and we're so, probably going to get into more of why, you know? Yeah. Well, and so... In Second Kings was written between eighteen or sorry eight fifty three and five sixty BC. So this is some six hundred years, if not more, six hundred years later. Okay. Yeah. So six hundred years has passed, and in Second Kings eighteen, let's read one through four. It says, "Now it came to pass in the third year of Hosea." the son of Elah, king of Israel, that Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abi, the daughter of Zechariah, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father David had done. He removed the high places and broke the sacred pillars, cut down the wooden images, and broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For until those days the children of Israel burned incense to it and called it Nehushtan. Now, the King James Version, to make it a little bit more clear at the, at the end of verse 4, Hezekiah called it Nehushtan. Mm-hmm. But notice what he did to this bronze serpent. He broke it down because what they, what were the children of Israel doing with it? They were burning incense to it. So they were actually holding it up and, and actually holding it as an idol. So it's funny that, that you mentioned that. He, they were yeah. putting it up as an idol and serving, or kind of worshiping it and burning incense to it. And so what he did is... Hezekiah broke it down and called it Nehushtan. Now, the word Nehushtan actually means just a a piece of bronze or a hunk of bronze. So, essentially, in the context, what he's saying is all this is is a hunk of bronze, and here you yeah. are burning incense to it and, yeah. and, and serving it and the holding great, it up as an idol. I I'm looking at a few things here. The great serpent or the great brass. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so, you know, but he was he was in the context he's referring to this um the bronze serpent as a hunk of bronze. Like it's nothing special behind it. It it served its purpose and it no longer um is something that you need to look upon to be saved. And so but the in the context and what we need to understand is just as God has illustrated something to serve a purpose at one point does not mean that we continue to hold it as an idol or or elevate it. Sure. Once it's served its purpose, it no longer um yeah, having, needs to be held up. It, having it, not studied this, does it does does he end it? Does after the serpents are gone, does it go away? Does he or does he have to get rid of it because they were worshiping it? The, he he got rid of it because they they, they were worshiping, worshiping it. it and not God. That's right. They were burning incense to it. So <clears throat> it, they did. They held it up as an idol, like you know, like you were talking well, about. Uh, could you relate it to kind of the Passover? You know, because they for us today. Yeah, because well, yeah. well, just the Passover. Um, they had to, you know, put the blood over the doorstep. So mm-hmm. did they start worshiping the blood? You know, over the doorstep. Right. No. And not God. But yeah, and well, so in that context, what they did is they had to keep it in remembrance. Yeah. So every year they had the Passover, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And at that time they had to. Everyone was commanded to gather to Jerusalem for the Passover, mm. <clears throat> and then that actually what we see in Acts two. Well, of course, every that's why everyone was gathered for the Passover. Sure, and you know it's kind of you know kind of human nature to. With this, to want to worship it. Mm-hmm. Because it healed you. You know, it healed you. Yeah. Uh, all of us have had like a lucky quarter or a lucky something that has sentimental that we almost, well, if I have this quarter in my pocket, I have a good day. Yeah. If I don't have it, I don't have a good day. Yeah. You know, so we're, we're kind of prone to those kinds of things. Yeah. Humans are. That's right. And so the, the children of Israel really resembles us like yeah, this is exactly. what we do you know mm-hmm. where but they were holding up a worthless object a hunk of bronze yeah and so the word nahushtan just simply means a worthless hunk of bronze mm-hmm. and so you know throughout this um lesson that we actually had things are like nahushtan for us today like when we look at noah and the ark Okay, this beautiful ark, and me and Tamika, my wife, we were we were on the East Coast, and we drove from New York down to London, Kentucky, and as we were traveling down that way, we actually drove right by the ark, and so mm-hmm. we actually stopped and looked. We didn't we didn't pull in, but we we took a picture of it from afar, which was like a mile away still. But even from a mile away, you could see how big this thing is. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge, but it, it I mean, and keep in mind, this boat, it, given it's a replica, but in Noah's time when he actually built it, you know, this replica was built to scale. So Noah built this thing, and this ark saved mankind. Mm-hmm. It saved mankind going through water, right? Mm-hmm. But notice, so they built it, 
but then afterwards when he when it rested on mountain on the mountains of Ararat as it says mm-hmm. after that we don't ever hear about the ark again it served its purpose so yeah. now it's True. just a boat you know now it's nothing special <clears throat> and like i said you know as we looked at it and it's a big it's a big boat <laughs> and so it it's it's a sight to see like if anyone gets the opportunity to go there yeah i recommend going there oh yeah i've heard it's it's when, great to see now that i've seen it me and my wife are planning on taking my dad actually mm. next year yeah lord willing we're going to try to go and take him cuz that's something that he wants to see too so mm-hmm. we're going to try to go next year and, and take my dad um to see this thing but that doesn't mean that we should sit there and burn incense to it and well, and hold it up as something that it isn't. You know, it's it's simply just an ark. There's nothing special about it. Well, and I, I oh yeah, the ark. Yeah. Going back to Nehushtan. Yeah. The bronze. You got to think about kind of what was going on. I mean, people were dying. A lot of them died. Yeah. And what did they do? They were, they were like, hey, uh, Moses, you got to. Save us, help us, we've sinned. Yeah. But it took that for them to realize that they'd done something wrong, that they'd spoken against God. That's right. And, you know, I like uh you know what I read. I mean, they were they were in a rough spot. Oh yeah. Honestly. They're in the middle of a desert. Yeah. <laughs> you know, th- how could you not want to complain? Yeah. I, I could just uh, I I I would probably be the same way. Oh yeah, I think we all would. Uh you know, the food Ah, oh, this food's terrible. <laughs> if you had food, if you had food, of course they had the. Didn't they have the manna? Did they have the manna at this time? I can't remember. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. It, it um, was it. It was Numbers twenty-one, right? Yeah. So because it says no, well, it says there is no food and no water. So this had to have been after. Um, or maybe, yeah. So it had to have been after, or before. I mean, where was it? In verse 5 of Numbers 21. Verse 5. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why okay. have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water. For our souls loathes this worthless bread. Oh. Yeah, loathes. So they had, they, they had the worthless bread. But yeah. They, but was that the manna? I don't think it was the manna. They just had something there. Yeah. But that was me. Okay. And it, they, <laughs> and it wasn't, it, you know, the bread wasn't, it, it was... Tasted terrible, so they they just had everything to complain about. Yeah, and they complained to God. Yeah, and God didn't <clears throat> like it, so He brings these serpents, and they all start dying. Mm-hmm. These serpents come; they were being bitten and dying. Yeah, like right and left. Can you imagine? Well, and you know, I am not a fan of snakes. <laughs> no, I'm not either. Like even water snakes, like <laughs> oh no, it's just freaky the way they only, move. It, the only good snake is a dead one for yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think <laughs> I'm not most, a fan of them. <laughs> I don't. Know, I don't know. Uh, it takes a special person to go. Oh, a snake! Let me touch it. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, then once they prayed, or once Noah prayed for them, you know, they went and they realized what they had done. Yeah. And um, it's just an interesting turn of events because it's you know that Noah or uh, Moses. Moses was going, trying to tell him, hey, guys, cut this out, you know? Yeah. But it took a bunch of them dying because of some snakes for him to realize, you know? 
And we talk about this all the time, hardships, going mm -hmm. through hardships. Sometimes you need a hardship is actually a blessing because it wakes you up. Yeah. Well, and you know, that brings out a very good point. That's when they they were brought low. Yeah. And that's when they recognized, hey, I'm separated from God. I've sinned. I need to turn back to God. Mm -hmm. We need that in our lives. Yeah. And and that's that goes back to our trials. I mean, there's the that purpose behind our trials. It builds our faith in God and it builds our patience. It, it builds all of that. But that's when we recognize, yeah, God is actually looking out for us. You know, through this, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And and that's what they realized. And then, so then God, you know, provides a way for them, mm -hmm. you know, and can't we relate that to Christ? Oh, yeah. Too? Because Christ was hung on a well, pole, and, but and on a fact, cross. This foreshadows Christ. Yeah. As Christ was hung on a cross. Yep. He was hung up, and anyone who looks at Christ, yeah, and of course, you got to believe in Him, there's, follow His word. But there's actions. anyone who looked at Christ, anyone who looks upon Christ, is saved, mm -hmm. as He's hanging on the cross, right? Yeah, and so that's the that's the concept behind Numbers twenty twenty one, where mm. this is foreshadowing Christ. You yeah. know, as as Hebrews ten one points out that. The law is a shadow of the good things to come. This was a shadow of Christ. So it's it's not an exact. A, sh a shadow is a a, uh, a shadow. Just that you know. Yeah, there's similarities. Yeah, it, the similarity. And and it's and it definitely, you know, we can relate that way. Um, and 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 two, we're dead in sin. Yeah. You know, and so are they. That's right. And and. God provided a way yeah. for them. And they had to be obedient. They but, had to obey. That's right. They had to look at the serpent when they got bit. Yeah. And Christ, you know, and Christ is the only one that is not as Nehushtan. It Christ is the only one that still serves a purpose today. Mm. You know, whereas in this bronze serpent yeah, on the pole do anything for you. has served its purpose and then now in Second Kings, a hundred year or six hundred years later, they're still burning incense to it, and so he cuts it down just like with all the other wooden images, mm -hmm. you know, and and cut it down, and got rid of it and called it Nehushtan, meaning it is Nehushtan. It, it, it's simply just a hunk of bronze now, you know. It it served its purpose and it no longer has a purpose. It's it's just like anything else. You know, just like Chad, perhaps we have things at our house that look cool, you know. Mm -hmm. You're a you're a metal fabricator. So mm -hmm. I go into your house and you have a bunch of metal things that you have mm. welded together and mm. it looks really cool. Mm. But you don't worship it. You know no. you don't hold it up as an idol. It's just it's a it's a cool thing. So the the um the bronze serpent, it's a cool thing. But it served its purpose. It's no longer, there's no actual value behind it anymore mm. as it served in Numbers 21. Whereas in, <clears throat> it, it simply was a shadow of Christ. Mm. And Christ is the only thing that isn't, that will never become worthless. 
Everything mm-hmm. else has. Yeah. Just like the, the Ark, and then when you look at also the Ark of the Covenant, where God dwelt, right? Mm. And he was in the Ark of, of the Covenant. They had they were very specific on how they were to build it. It was made of a, acacia wood overlaid with gold with four rings on each corner with acacia wood poles through it yeah. overlaid with gold. And you had to carry it a certain way. You couldn't touch it. You had to... It was very specific. And in fact, God required certain people mm-hmm. to build it. That's a good point. I mean, I never thought of that. Uh, and where's the ark today? That's right. It's become as it, Nehushtan. It's, it's already served its purpose. It's served its purpose, and it no longer has that purpose There's for no us. need for it today. Yeah. You know, this makes me think of something... Uh, do you ever go to an estate sale, like a estate sale auction? They don't. They're not doing them live anymore. It's all online. Yeah. But you start looking through all the stuff that comes from an estate. Usually, it's when someone passes away, mm-hmm. and there's just all this stuff. And guess what? The person who used to own it has no need for it anymore. That's right. You know, <laughs> it's worthless to them. And but yet we do kind of in a sense, worship some of those things, whether it's a truck or a car or, yeah. you know, just uh, stuff, possessions. Hoarders hoarders almost have that. Yeah. Where, and I'm not trying to call them out and say no. that they're, they're doing anything, but they, they hold things and they, they can't get rid of things. But at what point? Because some, they hold it up, mm-hmm. you know? And at some point, they are going to have zero need for it. Yeah. It's it, it it served its purpose. You're never gonna use it. You're never gonna have. I had a guy, an, a neighbor of mine. Um, he's 98 years old, and he calls me up and he's worried about his uh, stock trailer. He needs some repairs on it, so he calls me up. I'm surprised he was able to call me up. You know, <laughs> um, he he's uh he's kind of in an assisted living home mm-hmm. but he can still drive i don't know how but he can still drive and he's worried about getting his trailer repaired and i'm thinking what are you gonna do with this trailer like you're gonna go haul some cows you know because he's an old cowboy he, that's what he's <laughs> done his whole life yeah you know? a really nice guy but that's what he's worried about at that particular time in the day you know how he's gonna get his stock trailer fixed and i went and looked at it it's not in that bad of shape does he have any stock no <laughs> so what's the point i know <laughs> i know i don't even know if he could hook it up i mean he's just getting old i mean he's 98 right. years old uh, he's a tough he's tough been old blessed boy. to live that long but i'm gonna tell you i hope at 98 if i make it to 98 years old i am not gonna be worried about my stock trailer okay yeah you know because it's just stuff like when are you gonna use it yeah you know, it, it makes absolutely no sense. What's important, though? We could touch on that. What is important? What is important, that's right. Your salvation. Yeah. that That's all that matters. That's right. There's nothing else that matters. And just like just like that bronze serpent, anyone who looks upon Christ and follows Christ is saved. Yeah. Our our soul is saved through through Christ. And, and you know how crazy we are as humans. Can you imagine, and I'm quite confident it doesn't exist, but can you imagine if someone could prove that they had this serpent, this bronze serpent, and this rod today, and they're going to put it up for auction? 
And this was the one that Moses used. Can you imagine how much money that would bring? Oh, man. You know what I mean? Or find the Ark of the Covenant. Well, sure. Where Ark God of the Covenant. Dwelt. Whoo, buddy. Can you imagine uh, what that would be worth yeah. in, at, to humans? Indiana Jones, didn't he? Mm. Didn't he try to find the... Yeah, I think I... It I, was either the Ark or the... Uh, I don't think I've the ever cup or something watched like any one of those movies all the way through. It. Yeah. But, but yeah, but but can you imagine how much stock humans would put into yeah. this serpent if, if it existed today? And does it matter? It didn't matter. No. It was about the actions of the people. Yeah. And and, and where their heart was. And and Hezekiah in Second Kings eighteen verse three, it says he did what was right. In the sight of the Lord. And then in verse 4, he destroyed it. Yeah. He destroyed it, knocked it down, and What's called that? it worthless. What's that? The What did he destroy? The the bronze serpent. Oh, is that right? Okay, so we do have record so of that. So it says, it's, well, uh, in verse 4 it says, He removed the high places, broke the, sailor, the sacred pillars, cut down the wooden images, and broke in pieces the bronze serpent. So he actually broke it in pieces. What verse is that? Verse 4 of 2 Kings 18. Oh, 2 Kings. I'm not in the right place. So he actually, he broke it. So he broke it into pieces. Because they were worshiping it. Because they were, yeah. yeah. They were they were paying and respect And that goes to, to show it. us that this serpent didn't mean anything. It means absolutely it nothing. It was just the actions of the people. That's right. They weren't being, giving. They weren't giving the respect to God, but rather... The respect, the respect to, to a creation, yeah. respect to a created thing rather than the creator. Yeah, and and that's the that's the issue with idols, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're paying respect to what man created versus what God created. Yeah, God is the one that created us, and God is the one that deserves all the power and authority, or He has all power and authority, but He's the one that. Um, made everything yeah we we when we, we we just got back from portland we that's where we were last week and that's why we apologize we didn't get a recording done last week yeah <laughs> it's tough when, we tried. when somebody's traveling um but but anyways uh i noticed that there's stuff at the end of people's driveway that says free okay it's like this old broken down chair yeah you know a recliner a uh there was a stove, one of them. I think there was a washing machine. I seen all kinds of stuff, and it's just sitting in the driveway for someone to take. Well, we get to uh, um, Cass's cousin's house, and I was asking her about it, and she goes, "Oh yeah, you put something at the end of the driveway, and it's free. It's gone. <laughs> and it, it doesn't matter how big a is this pile of trash it was. Yeah, that's funny. it is. Someone's gonna take it, and I'm like, really? Why? Like." It could be a broke stove, and someone's going to take it. Yeah. Because it's free, and it's stuff. Yeah. We are attached to stuff. We are. And, and you know, it's just, that's, we put so much stock into that, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I'm just as guilty, okay? You know? And, uh, and we you know, we need to pay attention to that and, and really understand. Keep ourselves in check on that. What matters, you yeah. know? This weekend, I'm going to an, an one of my aunt's funerals, mm-hmm. and she's the youngest one of that of the three brothers and wives. She's the youngest one out of everyone. That's right. She's the youngest one, and you know, 
Um, and it makes me realize, man, we just don't know. Yeah. Whenever you, whenever someone close to us dies, or passes on, you know, I don't know. It just the older I get, the more of a a reality check. Are we are we like the the rich fool who build up a, a new? Um, Oh yeah, the a barns. New barn. Yeah, the barns to fill all of his yeah, stuff. Yeah, he had such a great crop. He had to build more barns. Yep. He's like, I can retire and live my rest of my days merry. And yep. God th- says, "You fool! Tonight I, tonight, I call for your soul." Yeah. And we it, just don't know when that's going to happen. That's right. And, and is it going to matter that we have stuff? No, because guess what? It gets passed <laughs> on to the next guy. Yeah. It's going to be up for sale at yep. auction, or and even even our family members. You know. Yeah. Uh, my. My mother-in-law, her sister more recently passed away. Well, a couple years okay. ago. Yeah. And uh, it was about the same time my mom passed away, actually. Yeah. But okay. So uh, she had to clean out her house. Mm-hmm. And she had a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And my mom is also, my mother-in-law is also like a borderline hoarder, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so she actually went back home and cleaned out her stuff. Yeah. Because she's like... I don't want to leave this for my family. You know, she had that reality check that you were talking about. She's like, I don't want to leave all this stuff for my family. I have another family member who did the same thing when we were helping last year. And yeah. Went home and cleaned out their closet. Like, I don't need half this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get rid of it now because I don't want to go through that. Yeah. Because I think we've all experienced where we've went and helped if somebody after somebody dies clean up after them or whatever. You know, and yep. it's just we don't want to leave that to our family members. No, deal with that. and it's just packed stuff. It's and yeah, it, and usually it ends up, uh, you know, loads to the dump, and we just throw it away. Yeah, because what else are we gonna do? Well, that? yeah, and yeah. I don't know. It's it's funny that, uh, but but it this is a great example for us because you know the idol didn't matter. Stuff doesn't matter. Yeah. What's in your heart matters and your obedience to the Lord that matters. That's right. That's all that matters in life because we don't know when we're, we're uh, you know, our life will be over. Yeah. Well, and like the, the Ark of the Covenant, right? Okay. Where God dwelt, it was very specific on how it was to be made, how it was to be handled. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was very specific. And if handled wrong, if touched like Uzzah, touched it just to stable it he died right i mean it it meant um a lot when the purpose for it was there mm-hmm. but then when christ came fulfilled the old law creating a new that ark no longer it, as it has served its purpose no longer has any value for us you know would it be cool to have that in your living room? Yeah. But <laughs> like you were saying, if somebody tried to, if somehow they found it, right? Yeah. And it went up on auction. Oh. Millions, if not. If it was authenticated. Multiple millions of dollars, I'm sure it would go for. Sure. How many rich people would want that in their living room, right? Oh, yeah. But it has no purpose. It, means it has nothing. It's meaningless. It's a hunk of bronze. It is as Nahushtan. You know, and and then um, even further, when we look at the law of Moses, when Moses went up to receive the Ten Commandments on the Mount, 
right? It says that God wrote these two tablets with his own finger. When you think about that, God himself wrote it. Now, Chad, if you buy a house or buy a car, mm-hmm. you cannot get that car or get that house until what? You sign the you dotted line. You sign for it. That's mm-hmm. right. And if it's really important, like a will and testament, you have to also get it notarized, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I just give them my sandal. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be so much easier. <laughs> Like Boaz, right? Right. We talked about that Sunday. Boaz. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Boaz. That's what they used to do to um, <laughs> sorry, I to just, receive the property, you know. It made me think of that. In inheritance, he took off his sandal, and, and that was the proof that now he has inherited it, and he's, you know, the land and Ruth, as it was in Ruth. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, signing is a commitment. That's I mean, right. you go out and use your credit card, okay? They want you to sign. That's right. And what's it say at the bottom? That you'll pay this back. That's right. And then the 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 notary, especially for... I don't for know if a, it still says that, but it used to say that. Yeah. For the will and testament. But that's why you're signing it, because you're agreeing that agreeing you will pay it you, back. And that you made this expense. Yeah. And you cannot take it unless you do it. Mm-hmm. And then a will and testament is so important, you have to have somebody witness you yeah. sign it. Yeah, a notary. Yep. Which and I've had to get something notarized before. Yeah. You have to actually give them your license. They yep. have to prove it. And in fact, I had one of your employees yeah. notarize something yep. for me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I had to show her my license. I had to sh- prove to her that I am who I say I am, mm-hmm. and I'm signing my own name. Right. Yeah. yeah. But but especially with a will and testament. And this is where Christ really comes into play. Okay. He is the testator. Yeah. And. The testament will not come into effect until the testator dies. Mm-hmm. Just like a will and testament. You know, it, in your will, Chad, for example, in your will, you're going to say your children will get all of your stuff. Mm-hmm. And if your wife's still alive, she gets it, you know, or whatever, however you disperse it out. But they don't get it until you die. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Christ, as he came and established this new way, the new law did not come into effect until he died. Yeah. But when he did, all of the stuff in the Old Testament, the law of Moses, the, the Ark of the Covenant, mm-hmm. all that has now served its purpose. It has done away with, and now we move on to Christ. We move on to serving him. He is, and as I said, Christ is the only one who will not ever become as Nehushtan. And I love the word fulfilled. Yes. The all the all of that was fulfilled. That's right. By Christ. It was it was finished. That's right. And Matthew five, seventeen and eighteen. This is where Christ is t- is also talking about the law of Moses. And he says in verse seventeen, Do you do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets? I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Yeah. For assuredly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Now, in Sunday morning class, I think we talked about this. We did. What is a jot or a tittle? Do you remember? I actually looked it up in class, and a a jot is kind of like a period, and a tittle is like the cross of a T or something, or a dot of an I. Yeah. So, you know, not even a dot on an I or a cross of a T will pass from the law. 
And we, we use that expression. We're like the the T's crossed and the I's dotted. That's right. Not till the T's crossed and the I's dotted. Even that small. Yeah. Till it's finished. But that's what Christ was illustrating. Nothing will pass from the law. And the law in the context, he's referring to the law of Moses. Nothing will pass. Not even a jot or a tittle. Nothing will pass from the law till all is fulfilled. And combining 17 with 18, Christ is the one that is to come and to fulfill it all. Yeah. One person is to fulfill all of the old law. Yeah. Speaking of all of the prophecies that talked about, all of the going back to um, Numbers 21, as it is a foreshadowing of Christ being on that cross. Yeah. That has to be fulfilled. It's all fulfilled. And, and, and the thing is, you know, we say that really quick. Oh, it, it was fulfilled. The old law was fulfilled. It includes so many things. So much. You know, when we talk about this, we've talked about this before, um, how even Christ's enemies did what was prophesied. Yeah. And we, we talk, well, if they would have known that, they wouldn't have done it, right? Yeah. But just like casting lots for, for Christ's clothes. Yeah. You know, how, how can you predict that a thousand years before? Well, and, and then even at his birth. Yeah. The, the prophecy was that there will be weeping and, and mourning and no one will be comforted. Yeah. Jeremiah 31, 15. And that was from King, was it Herod? Herod yeah. had the two, all the two-year-olds killed in Jerusalem. Yeah, in in Bethlehem Beth- and the surrounding Bethlehem and the surrounding areas and the right. surrounding regions, Bethlehem. and that's how could you possibly know? And but what God put it in the hand of the enemy, yeah, to fulfill it. And that was Herod. That was the king doing that. Yeah, the king does what he wants. Can you? And that's something that we <laughs> cannot grasp today. There is no way that the president could come in and say, "All right, you're gonna." Everyone in Blackfoot, um, their firstborn child is. We're just going to kill him. Yeah. There's no way anyone would ever let that happen. No. Right. He does not have that authority. The kings had that authority. Yeah. If you didn't obey the king, you would have died. Oh yeah. So Off it, with his head. <laughs> if, yeah. If the soldiers didn't fulfill it, then they would stand in the place of that two-year-old, and then he would have sent someone else to kill the two-year-old well, as well. And, and we just can't relate with that kind of authoritarianism. No, we just we can't relate. As, we can't as Americans. That. We we that we it doesn't even make sense to us, especially today for us. It's hard for us to wrap our head around that someone could just be killed yeah. for no reason. Well, and we've seen a lot with these past couple presidents. Mm-hmm. A lot of people discuss for the president, right? I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, but you know they have the right under the the Constitution. To speak freely, right? Mm-hmm. And they just they speak their disgust towards the president. But, they, but most people in those days didn't have any rights. They, no. There was no proclaimed You could rights. not speak up against the king. Yeah. Oh, no. And that, no. that goes back to the prophets who were... God told them to go to the king and tell him their erring ways. Mm-hmm. That takes a lot of courage. Oh. Because that is something that you couldn't do. Yeah, I love uh, David. Or uh, Daniel. Oh, Daniel, yeah. Daniel, you know, stand up to the king. Yeah. And, and, you know, like when he, the dream, when they wanted him to tell him what his dream was. 
That's an impossibility. Yeah. You can't, I couldn't tell you what you dreamed last night, David. Yeah. You know, if, and if you asked me to tell you, I'd be like, you're crazy, man. I can't do that. <laughs> that's, that's what all the magicians and everything did. Well, They're like, you're asking king, something that's impossible. You can't do this. And he's like, well, then you're going to be killed. You yeah. Know? What? <laughs> you but know? then you see David actually saves him later. Yeah. The, the, the magicians and all that. He actually saves him. He, he goes Daniel. and he, what did I say? David. David. Yeah, I Daniel. Daniel. I said it started David. with a D. I know. I, I said David, too. But, <laughs> but yes, Daniel. Daniel but saved he, him. Yeah, he saved him, but then he did the impossible. But he also gave credit to God, too. Absolutely. He, he did it, but he asked, God helped him. Yeah. And he made sure everyone knew that. That's right. He never took the credit for himself. Mm. And that's, that's something that you do see with the prophets throughout. Oh, yeah. They always give credit to God mm. because it's God. Yeah. And they don't take credit for themselves. Mm. It's always like, dude, I'm just a man. Like, I'm just blessed to have God talk to me to tell you, right? Yeah. Where they don't ever take credit for it. And, uh, well, that can get into everything else for us today. But anyway, they're very humbled before God. Mm. I made it very clear that God is the one that's answering your prayers. God is the one that is... Um, Telling me this. Well, even here in our our text today, um, Moses went to God. Yeah, he didn't try to solve it himself. No, nope. he prayed to God. He prayed to God. The one time he did, and and almost take credit for it, mm-hmm. kicked him out of the promised land. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no longer. So and and the people knew that they and the people knew that they had sinned and they knew that um, they needed God's help. That's right. Um, but it took something and, you know, I've already brought this all up, but it took a, a hardship for them to realize they need a God. Yeah. And, and that's kind of how we are today sometimes, you yep. know? And we also see that with the Kings too, mm-hmm. where they needed the prophet to come to them Yeah, and tell them to repent, mm-hmm. you know, like Nathan with David, mm-hmm. you know, that takes a lot of courage to stand before the king and say, you are the man. Yeah. You are the one guilty of what, you know, you are the one. And yeah. who? that's something that you don't do to kings. That's just something you don't do. No. Because that equals death. And, and Herod, going back to the birth of Christ, Herod proves that. You yeah. know, you don't tell the king no. Mm-mm. And in fact, you know, the whole reason why there was that, the killing of the Every child in the region, two years and younger, was because the um, the wise men never came back to Herod. Yeah, he was throwing a fit, and because of his fit, he, then kill them all. Yeah, you know that. But again, how do you prophesy something like that? Like, <laughs> how do you? There's no way that man on his own could have prophesied something like that. Well, and and a, a disregard for life, you know. Yeah. There was there was no re, there was no um, value in life. It's just like let's just kill all these. Yeah, just kill them all. Can you imagine kind of having that attitude? No, like because I think we all see the value in life. Yeah, obviously. Well, most of us, you know, most now that us. you when you're dealing with all these shootings and all that, it's very sad. And oh, it's, I it's just because can't they even don't value life. Yeah, I just can't even imagine no. going and, and shooting strangers or killing strangers. I just can't imagine doing that. The more you take God out of schools, the more you take God out mm-hmm. of people's lives, this is what happens. Yeah. It's because you take God out and you try to tell everyone that they're just animals. Mm-hmm. 
this is what you get. You get people acting like animals. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and so, with God, none of the, you know all that would be done away with. Well, for the most part, you know, we, if people valued life, they wouldn't take it so yeah. so readily. And so, you know, um, I know that kind of got off track with with Herod and yeah, just we're... having no no regard for. <clears throat> Life, and he just wanted his own way, right? Sure. But as you were talking about at um, at the death of Christ as well, when they cast lots for his clothes, yeah, that was something that was in the hand of the enemy. But I really like that, um, and I don't have that on the top of my head, but you know the reason why they didn't just, Cut the clothes in pieces like they did his oh, garments. Oh yeah, because it was a, the garment was not one. If you tore it, it ruined it. That's right. It was it was sewn in in one piece up at the top, yeah. or, or something along those lines. So it, it was all sewn as one. Mm. So if you did cut it, it would ruin the whole thing. Yeah. So they decided, well, let's cast lots for it. Mm. But so that was something that was knitted for Christ that way. Mm. But. From that, as it was knitted that way, it was to fulfill something later. Yeah. Given there's no way that they knitted it knowing that this was going to happen. Yeah. You know, just like the the prophets who prophesied this stuff, Mm. they had no idea what they were prophesying. Mm. You know, Psalm 22 um, was a prophecy, but I like Psalm 22 because it's actually the the only form... To see his suffering from the eyes of Christ. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's interesting casting lots for your clothes. When we see someone die, if you ever do, do you immediately go, oh, boy, there were some nice shoes. I think I'll take those. He's not going to need <laughs> yeah. them. You know, it's not a common practice for us to go in. In fact, you know, I've had family members pass away and people that I know and and that... um their clothes are there and people try to give you some of their clothes and I'm like, I don't want their clothes. Yeah. You know, they're gone. I don't want their clothes, you know, but that was a common thing that the clothes were, there was some value <laughs> Yeah, on the clothes that they were wearing and you're not going to need them cause you're dead. Yeah. So I guess it was in this, you know, time frame. it was more common for them to just almost pillage. Once someone dies, okay, I'm gonna. Here, I got this hat. You know, you could just yeah. picture it, and and I'll, and and they just kind of, you know, that's just odd to us today to think about that the clothes would be well utilized. You're bringing out a very strong point where the brutality of the times. Yeah, they we were don't just even ruthless. think about that. No, when someone dies here, we put them in their best suit and bury them in their yeah, best exactly. suit. Okay, or put dress. the best ring on their hand well, sure. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and you know, like um, I've watched movies mm. where someone dies, right? And they, you, you have one guy go and actually pick his wallet or something like that, and you have the other guy like, how could you do that? Respect the dead, you know. So sure. even even today, like we get the concept of respecting the dead type of thing where back then they didn't no they, if you and, died you didn't need it so i'm gonna take it and casting lo- they were casting lots for his clothes while he was hanging there yeah 
And <laughs> Walu's I, hanging there, you know, and it's like the brutality. Again, we can't fathom the brutality of the time. Yeah. Like, there is no way that they would be willing to allow someone to be scourged the way that Christ was scourged. Mm, yeah. And the brutality of after being scourged to being brought before the garrison and have everyone surrounding him and just mocking him and ridiculing him, humiliating him and slapping him. There's no way that that would happen today. But that was what they did in that time. It was just very brutal and no respect. No. And I mean, I guess you've seen like Westerns or I was thinking like Castaway. Uh, you've probably seen Castaway. Yeah. Where with Tom Hanks, right? Yeah, the the one of the guys that was on the plane with him when it crashed, floated up on shore, and he stole his shoes. You know, yeah. But he didn't want to. <laughs> no, he needed them. But them, he though. needed them. Yeah. And and so you know we have that concept where, um, there was just no respect, and it's a total different culture than what we live in now today. Yeah. And yet, it fulfilled a prophecy. How did they know, you know, well, it's God. They didn't. You know, they yeah. didn't. But to know that his lo- his clothes would be, uh, you know, sold, cast lots, or ca- cast lots for. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. There's no, that's not, didn't happen by just yeah. good, and a good guess. And being left to the enemy to fulfill it. Yeah. And like I was saying, in Psalm 22, 16, Okay. It says, for dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierce my hands and my feet. He's referring to how he's going to be hung on that cross. Yeah. But this practice of being hung on a cross and nailed to the cross didn't even start being in practice for another 500 years. So this, this prophet had no idea what he was writing and why he was writing it. Mm-hmm. It was the inspired word of God. He was writing the words of God. God told him to write it, so he wrote it. Doesn't make sense? Not to him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? But it's the word of God. And so to fulfill a prophecy that even at the time he had no idea what that meant. There's no way he could have known what that meant because that's that wasn't in practice. Mm-hmm. And so just to show the the wisdom of God behind it as well, where well, we can't and these are faith it. builders for us, absolutely. Because uh, you know, it, it really um, has helped me mm-hmm. to strengthen my faith, and because we all have questions, did this really happen? You know, yeah, I'm sure that we've all said that. Is this Jesus a real person? You know, and when we start studying His Word. It comes alive to us because of these prophecies. When you start yeah. looking at it, it's like, man, this really did happen. How could this all get preserved for us, the Bible, in in the format that it's at? Just to, for, why would anyone do that? Yeah. Why would anyone put that together just f- to make money? You know, I know we get accused a lot, um, Christians do, that all you care about is money. Yeah. You know, well, no, that's not, that's not what we're about. Mm-hmm. And we ought to be careful as Christians to not, and you to do, not come across that way because that's not what it's about. That's right. All we care about is your soul. We want to save souls because that's what we've been commanded to do. Yeah. 
go out and teach to all who hear. You know, mm-hmm. teach what? Teach this. Teach. Look at how this happened a thousand years before, and then it came true. Yeah. Even his enemies. These are faith builders for us. This ought to strengthen our faith. And it should, and it does, and it, it does me. Absolutely. And, and I know it does others as well. And thank goodness we have these examples for us uh, to be strengthened, uh, lifted up, and, and comforted. What are we waiting for? You know, what? Yeah. What? What's our main goal? Like, uh, we want to be, we want to have rest with Christ someday That's right. in heaven. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Nothing else matters. <laughs> and, and nothing but the blood of Christ can cleanse us. That's right. Turn to Acts 17, 24 through 26. <clears throat> Acts 17, 24 through 26. It says, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. And has, and he has made from one blood, the only blood of Christ, every nation of men to dwell on all the faces of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. So, we are brought together with God mm. from one blood, mm. the only blood that matters. You know, in Acts 4.12, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name given mm. among men by which we must be saved. If, if you keep reading there in verse 27 of Acts 17, yeah. why, why do we do this? So that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might um, grow up for him and find him though he is not far from each one of us. Yeah. That's why. So that's that, right. That's why he did all this, so that we could seek the, seek him. Yeah. You know? And Christ is the only one that does not become as Nehushtan. He has been put in place, and he is the, the high priest, mm. as we, we read in Hebrews. And then, you know, Isaiah 52, 7, prophesying of, of such, it talks about your God reigns. Yeah. And the term reigns there is not a past tense, but rather it's a present tense and future tense. Yeah. Meaning he continues to reign. He is continually our high priest forever. Yeah. And so, you know, he is the one that is has been established for us to follow. And he will always be there. Yeah. And because he is perfect. Mm-hmm. And he he was the only one that has been perfect. And he, his blood did something that no blood of bulls and goats could ever do. Which, of course, if you don't know through the law of Moses, that's what they did to bring them in a good standing with the Lord, was bring the blood of bulls and goats mm-hmm. and make a sacrifice. Well, Christ's blood is so pure, he doesn't ever need to do it again. And it cleanses us of our iniquities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but only if we keep are baptized into him and that one blood and maintain and remain faithful to him. Revelation two ten. Mm-hmm. I like uh, I got I got something too. Like you know, because we we got about four minutes here. 
you know, truly these times of ignorance, this is Acts 1730. Mm-hmm. Um, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the men whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. Yeah. And, and you know, talking about Christ here, um, there's a day coming Yep, for all of us. And we will be judged for what we've, how we've lived our life. You That's know? right. And there's no getting away from that. It's going to happen. You know, we, how many old people, how many people you know that have never died? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, old. Like, we're talking, eventually, death catches up with them. Okay? Yeah. You know, it, you can't live forever. Yep. There's going to be a day coming. Yeah. And, and and to tie with that, Mark thirteen thirty two. Okay. But of that day and hour... No one knows, yeah. not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, mm-hmm. but only the Father. So the Father is the only one that knows that pre-appointed time. Mm-hmm. But believe you me, the Father of truth in heaven has a day. Yeah, and there's no whistleblowers. Nope. <laughs> you know, there's. A, you see a lot of people um, talking about the signs of the times. Sure, especially... Kind of now. Dedicating, yeah, dedicating a, a certain day to when the Lord's coming. It, if the Son of God doesn't know, what makes you think you do? Yeah. <laughs> you mm. know? Yeah. <laughs> if the angels don't know who is up there with God, well, what and, makes you think you do? And you're never going to get a sign that is going to tell you. It's just not going to happen. Right. I mean, we could even, we can look at all the things happening on today mm-hmm. and say, oh, yeah, I mean... How and all God... the, it, it, it's, it's almost funny. Anytime war breaks out, they think this is a sign of the times. Oh, yeah. But you know what? War has always been. Mm-hmm. It, it's been in, in our past, in in every country, really. Yeah. You know, it's it's always been there. Yeah. And so it's just kind of uh, eye-opening for us to recognize that no one knows. Yeah. And... The only sign that was going to be given is the sign of Jonah, which Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days, yep, and then came out. That sign again is Christ in the belly of the earth for three days, and then arose. Yep, that was the sign. Now, as it as it says in First uh, John two eighteen, we are in the last days. That's all we know is we're in the last days. Yep, we don't know when. Yep. We just know we're in the last days. Well, and we, and we've been in the last days for 2000 years. Yeah. So be ready. <laughs> yeah. You know, and but a lot of people think that well, if the Lord hasn't come yet, he's not going to come. Yeah. 2 Peter 3:9 says the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, but is patient and long-suffering, hoping that all will come to their repentance. Yeah. But then in verse 10 it says, "But he will come as a thief in the night. He will come." So mm. be ready. Yeah. We don't know when, so we just have to live our life ready for that day. Mm. And what a great day it'll be for those who are waiting. Yeah. And we don't know, like, you think about a hundred years ago, okay? I uh, went to a museum, a flight museum, mm-hmm. and there's some planes that are a hundred years old. 
And when you look at that plane and what we're flying today, the progression, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. We, we, we didn't know you could have a jet, a big old jet haul, uh, like three tanks, you know? Yeah. Three uh, armored tanks. But we can do that now. We can fly it off the ground. And okay? that's pretty incredible. And back then, it could barely lift one person. Yeah. Okay. And that was only 100 years. You know, yeah. we've been in the last days for 2,000 years and thinking that the end is coming, you know? Yeah. And the progression that's happened in the last 100 years is just incredible. And that's only 100 years. Mm-hmm. But we don't know the day. None of us do. That's right. And if, if, if someone predicts it, it's probably not going to be that day. It's almost the only day. day that I know it's not going to happen. It's probably not going to be that day. That's what I always <laughs> yep. say. It could happen before or after that day, but I don't think it's going to happen that day. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, that's about all the time we have. Anything, any last comments you can think of? No, I think that was a good place to end. I think uh, we Be ready. Yeah, be ready. Um, don't... Don't waste time. At, you know, if if you have questions in your life about your spirituality and your faith, and if you're right with God, you better start reading. That's right. You better start reading God's Come word. Come to Christ, because Christ is the only one that will not become as Nehushtan. And if you'd like to study with us more, we've, we would love to hear you. We'd love to hear from you. So uh, we've already mentioned the ways you can reach out to us. Please do that, and we'll look forward to having another study with you next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We'll see you.